This episode is brought to you by Avast, global leaders in digital security for network operators. They can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com slash partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Hi, Kelsey. Very well, thanks. How are you? Good. You've got a nice um, empty office behind you. Yeah, yeah, we're um, still not back to normal, so yeah. Yeah, uh, get there eventually. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know that you tuned into um, some of Broadband World Forum this week. Uh, What were some of the highlights? I know you you attended a session um, with, I think, Enrique Blanco with uh, Telefonica, is that right? Yeah, I think it was probably the first keynote there was, actually, and he's, he's a big figure obviously in the industry CTO of Telefonica so I always think it's worth listening to what he has to say um, and I mean it's the broadband world forum so it's good to hear someone just talking about proper broadband technology and not going off into a discussion about automation or OSS <laughs> sort of, you know him talking about what they've done and the nice thing about Telefonica is they've um, it, you know in that context is they're a real kind of pioneer in that area I think out of the European operators I think they probably make a claim to be the one that's invested most in 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 fiber full fiber networks in its markets and especially in spain which if you look at um if you look at the sort of rankings of, of different countries spain's right right up at the top near portugal now on, on full fiber availability so the thing that really stood out to me what he was saying is that they've almost finished that rollout in spain it's almost at the point where all this, all this money that's been spent, and it's, it gobbles up a huge amount of capex each year to, to dig streets and to lay fibre. That job in Spain is almost done, and then you have this, you have this network technology in the ground, or this infrastructure rather in the ground that you can um, upgrade for the next. I mean, he, he actually said thirty to fifty years, which is phenomenal. But um, I guess I think a lot of people lose sight of that because we we get used to just thinking of, of telecom technologies as. as constantly needing upgrading and modifying and improving and that's still going to happen but to actually have done that that big civil engineering job and and have the fiber in the ground means that you've got something that's going to be there for a long time and it's almost like he's sort of hinting at we we will be less capital intensive in the future we will have a a point in the future where we don't have to keep spending as much now it's, it's going to be a while before they get there because as he pointed out there's there's still a lot of work to do in the south american markets brazil and chile and they're going into Germany quite aggressively in some areas. There's reports this week actually about a sort of five billion euro um, project that they do with with partners to bring fibre to underserved communities there. But it's just interesting that the idea that their domestic market they're almost at a sort of finishing point now. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirty to fifty years out. That's um, yeah, that's hard I, to wrap your head around. I, I, and I guess I guess you look at copper, and that's kind of it's been longer than that, really, with some mm-hmm. copper works. So that's that stuff's been sitting in the ground for most of the twentieth century. So it's um, it's it's can see you, know, you, you can see it making sense certainly that you that you have it, and then you just sort of take advantage of, of new boxes in exchanges and software, and you know you run it over the same system, and it's it's not as expensive to do. 
How about you? Yeah. Did you, you? I mean, you tuned into a couple of things as well, didn't you, Kelsey? Yeah, I did some interviews um, for the Women in Com sessions with um, Tree, with uh, Verizon, um, Rachel Knight with AT&T, and then Projecta Joshi with um, Google. And we had some really great discussions around how to identify mentors and build those relationships. We talked about um, with Rachel discussed uh, what opportunities might come about uh, for women um, as 5G deployments are underway um, and just also discussed about the importance of um, being visible to your managers uh, for women in telecoms. And um, that's it, it's kind of an awkward thing sometimes to showcase what you've done well for the company, but they gave really good advice about, you know, focusing on um, how you've uh, provided the company with success versus just, you know, highlighting your own um, skills, although yeah. that's important too. And do they, do, they, do they feel that sort of, because women in comms has been an issue for like reading now, something we've covered for a few years, but do they feel that this sort of, you know, the industry's doing a better job of kind of getting women into the workplace and improving that, that side of things? Yeah, I think um, there there has been some progress there. Projected Joshi talked about that a lot about the gender gap and um, how you know things have improved since she's been in the industry, but there's still quite a long ways to go. Um, so unfortunately the progress is slow. Uh, yeah. it's getting there, but it's, it's just moving at a very slow pace. Yeah. It takes time to change. Yeah. Yeah. So the one, did, the one other thing I dipped into, um, was a, a session about open source as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, as I say, that's sort of getting off the topic of, of classical broadband really, but there's, and there are some interesting things happening there. I think with, um, Deutsche Telekom in particular, but also Telefonica to some extent, have been using um, you know, this cord system. Um, central office re-architected as a data center, I think. They've sort of been pioneers of this, where you you basically, um, the idea is to introduce more, I guess, white box type technologies into that part of the network and, and, and do things actually in broadband access, where you're taking out a lot of the complexity that there used to be and, and you're trying to drive down the costs. Um, I can see the attractions. I mean, my concern is that it, it, it doesn't seem to be moving as quickly as perhaps it, it, it should be. It's been, you know, it's been talked about now for, for a few years and we're still not at the stage of seeing this stuff actually go into production networks. And I guess I, you know, I'd sort of be concerned about what impact open source can have in some parts of the network. You know, I, I think it's not, it's not quite right to compare it to OCP, Open Compute Project, where I think data centers, it's much easier to do this, to sort of take advantage of, um, of those technologies and, and make, make a big difference. I think there's always going to be parts of the telecom infrastructure that are really hard to kind of open source, and there's only so far that it can go. Um, mm -hmm. And there's not really a, you know, we haven't really, I don't think, seen a, a, an operator in any area of the network come along and say, well, by using open source, We've we've you know we've been able to sort of cut costs massively. Now maybe that comes in future. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the issues is it often gets it often gets mixed up with other things that have open in the name. You know, open RAN, open open whatever it might be. That it doesn't necessarily mean it's open source. It just, mm -hmm. it just sort of implies a kind of more open collaboration, a more open way of working, and more open interfaces. But you still actually have patents you still have licensing you still have technology companies that want to make money that way so 
So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but we kind of need to be wary of the hype to some extent as well, I think. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, yeah, we've been hearing about Cord for a few years now, and um, it does seem like there was a, a lot of promise around open source, but um, finding the right business model seems to be a real challenge. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thanks for your time, Ian. Okay, and thanks, uh, yeah. yeah, talk cool. to you soon. Yep, bye-bye. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot partners.